Week three is on the way. Week two, we had some studs. We had some duds. But week three right now, my job here today is to give you the best rankings and to help you win your matchups. But to be clear, I've never claimed to be good at my job. So enter and watch at your own risk. Let's not waste any more time. If you're new to the channel, give a like, give us a sub, give us a comment. If you've been here, if you've done that, you know the routine. Give us the works. Let's start cooking. Also, before I get into it, check out this cool dinosaur. Nick got it for me. So if you think it's super cool, I agree. If you think it's stupid and it's a kid toy, like I said, Nick got it for me. Let's start with the running backs first. I don't know if this is just me. I don't know if I'm a little early, but I'm willing to give Bijan Robinson the crown jewel. Give him the king passing from Derrick Henry to Bijan. He's my RB1 this week. Last week, he had a top 10 finish and he didn't even get in the end zone. I think against Detroit this week, a different change of pace, different type of defense they're facing. Bijan's going to put up some numbers when it comes to scrimmage yards and when it comes to actual points in the end zone. He's my RB1 on the weekend and I'm fairly confident in that. You don't need to be babysat on the first few guys. They're there for a reason and you know why they're there controversial one i do want to talk about is jameer gibbs being in the top 10 this is under the assumption that david montgomery is not playing okay let's make that clear if monty's out gibbs is that guy if monty's in he's taking a step back he's probably falling outside the top 15 and monty's sitting around that 15 range just to be clear on the injury status if any of that's confusing go to bdge.co you can find my full rankings updated per second per minute per moment because this you know Shit could happen between now when you're watching this and when Sunday rolls around. Into the middle of the pack, the meat of the sandwich. Rashad White's the first guy I want to talk about because apparently I have him high when you compare my rankings to the experts. I have him four spots higher. The reason I like Rashad White this week is because I think in Tampa, this is going to be a quick game that the Bucs have to rely on. They're going to have to rely on Chris Godwin, who I'll get into later, and Rashad White. The deep ball play is probably not going to be into effect as much as they'd like against the Philadelphia Eagles with that pass rush and the strong secondary that's not going to allow Mike Evans to eat. Underneath, this is where Rashad White's going to eat. He's not going to eat on the ground, up the middle, but I do think he's going to get some work in the receiving game. And that's why I like him a lot this week. Devontae Williams, I have high as well. The dude's getting over 15 touches a game and he's not even 100%. Now he goes to face the Miami Dolphins. I think this could be a sneaky game for him to get into the end zone and possibly push that 80, 90, 100 scrimmage yard mark. Look, I don't think he's going to be a top 10 back this week, but I am higher on him to get in the end zone and get some decent all-purpose yards where... He's definitely worth the start and a good RB2 this week. One guy I have kind of been swinging and missing on a lot lately is Damian Pierce. Unfortunately, it hurts my heart, but I do have him within this RB2 range for one last week. I think it's being a little overrated how good the Jags defense is. Last week, Isaiah Pacheco put up 70 yards on them in 12 carries. That's pretty efficient for a running back. And yes, the Chiefs have a much better O-line than the Texans. But to be honest, I, I don't think this Texans is like as dog shit as we think. I just... They move the ball decently well. They have good weapons. CJ Stroud isn't garbage. Here's Nico Collins, Tank Dell, CJ Stroud. They can move the ball. They're just not that great of a team top to bottom. And I think if they can move the ball once or twice and get to the end zone, Pierce could punch it in. And there's that RB2 guy that we've all been wanting this offseason. Next up, AJ Dillon. This is another one under the assumption no Aaron Jones. That AJ Dillon is within the starting range of Jones plays. Don't even think about starting AJ Dillon. I don't care if you hear, oh, Aaron Jones is limited. He barely starting. No, fair. Aaron Jones is in, AJ Dillon is out, but if Jones is out, Dillon is worth playing. I know he put up a brick last week against the Falcons or close to, but I think this week there's a better chance he gets that score to uplift his stats. Saints, this is another tough matchup and then even way tougher defense than the Falcons, but 
I do think there could be more points on the board. And Dylan, he's going to be their ground and pound guy against the New Orleans Saints to move the ball in tough spots. Now that we need to talk about that I need to own up to is Mr. Joshua Kelly. I could not have missed on him more last week, but I'm here to own up my mistakes and teach you a lesson I've already learned one clearly do not make the mistake I made with Josh Kelly last week with Jerome Ford this week I know that's not where you probably thought I was going with this but Jerome Ford is playing the Tennessee Titans and is now in that RB1 role this is exactly what just happened to Josh Kelly his running back went down and Eckler He's got the RB1 role, and now he goes to face the Tennessee Titans. It didn't work out for Kelly, and I know that's not the perfect example. What happens one time doesn't mean it'll happen for every time and for every person, but I am not starting Jerome for this week. You need a risky flex play. You're in a deeper league. Clearly, I'm not fading him. By all means, he's still in my top 30, but I'm very hesitant to start him because of what we did with Josh Kelly. This is like as close as it gets to a second chance to not making the same mistake. But on a positive note, I'm not backing down from Josh Kelly as long as Austin Eckler is out. He's got an easier matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. We know this is going to be a a game where there's a lot of points scored and not a lot of defense being held up. I think Kelly could get in the end zone if Eckler's out, and therefore he's going to be worth that RB2 spot of which I'm ranking him in right now. Speaking of that same game, you will notice someone's not on this list. Alexander Madison. I don't have him on the list under the assumption Cam Akers is active. Madison's probably still going to be the workhorse. I think for the rest of the season, he's going to have most of the snaps. Akers will have a role. They traded for him for a reason. So therefore, week three, if he's involved, I'm staying away from it. I just don't want to touch it. Akers is inactive. Madison is worth the start of being an RB2. Same logic with Joshua Kelly. High scoring game. Someone needs to get in the end zone. Someone needs to push the pile against these bad defenses. And if Alexander Madison's still by himself without Cam Akers for the short-term period, he's a must-start. He's a probably top 18 play. Your running backs, let's let's uh, let's cook on some wide receivers. You know, we got a lot of debate here. First up, we got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith is kind of who I want to address first. I don't think I need to hold your hand on, oh my God, I have Jettas over Tyreek or little things like that. Because it's not like you're deciding between the start and sit between the elite guys. But AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, there's a lot of questions around this. Is AJ Brown falling off? Is Devontae Smith surpassing him? What's going on in Philly? The passing game's not looking good. I'm going to pump the brakes on the concern concern train look is this what we wanted no but you got to see it through my boy do not panic completely i still have aj brown over Devonte smith while it is close and i do think Devonte smith is closing the gap it's not necessarily a bad thing i mean look i still have them as both top 10 wide receivers it'd be a bad thing if i was closing the gap the other way where Devonte smith was like wide receiver 16 aj brown was originally top 10 and i was closing the gap and now brown's 15 and smith is at 16 no they're both still top 10 elite players smith is better than i thought he would have been brown be patient he is still a purebred alpha wide receiver one you saw on the sideline there's a little bit of drama he's making it well known he wants the football he's gonna get it this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers let him cook don't stress he's fine Jalen Waddle I have up at wide receiver 10 this is seven spots higher than the experts have him and I understand why he hasn't really crushed it as far as his final fantasy performance goes in the first two weeks you know he's had right around 10 points and that's nothing to fall in love with that's nothing to put at wide receiver 10 but if you look at how efficient Jalen Waddle is he averages 20 and a half yards per reception that is the second best in the nfl only behind somehow justin watson waddle has done his at a larger sample size but so that kind of gives me more confidence in him i really think against the denver broncos we could see a situation where ps 2s on tyreek hill and then it's a jalen waddle day however this is all the positive outlook the optimistic outlook there's a very real chance jalen waddle stays in concussion protocol and doesn't play at all believe it or not i'm actually lower on jamar chase i've been high on him all off season and i'm still high on him long term the rest of the season but Jamar Chase will turn it around. I'm confident in that, but I'd rather be late 
been early on guessing when that is. Is this week? Is it week three? Is it week five? I don't know. So I still have him in that upper echelon of guys, but he's no longer in that one, two, three, four, five tier just because his name is Jamar Chase. We got to actually see him pop off and see this Bengals team rebound a little bit before I could give him any more credit. I mean, at this point, I'd rather have low expectations to not be as hurt than just throw him up there with Jay Jettison and Tyree Kill and think he's going to be that one, two, three guy again. I mean, we're all guessing here. I'm going to I'm gonna be a conservative guesser. But you'll see around that Jamar Chase range, I got Puka Nakua all the way up there as a top 15 wide receiver. I'm full on board with him. I don't care when Cooper Cup comes back. And as of right now, we don't have to worry about that. The thing I like about Puka is that he could take a step back in his 15 receptions a game. Maybe he has an average game of six receptions, 60 yards. He's yet to even get a touchdown. He's yet to get in the end zone. You know, again, he could have a less volume day. Then he puts up a TD and all of a sudden he's still this top 15, top 10 receiver because the touchdowns and the scores will load in. It's only a matter of time. Keep it going. A couple duos I have to talk about. I'm higher on Chris Godwin than I am on Mike Evans this week. Back to the Rashad White situation. I think this Eagles pass rush is going to get to Baker Mayfield. Darius Slay is going to do his best to clamp up Mike Evans. There's not going to be a lot of time to let that deep ball develop. As pretty as it sounds, as much as Mike Evans has been beating our expectations so far, this is easily their biggest test so far, and I'm not about to sit here and fade the Eagles. Chris Godwin, though, need a quick route, need a quick play, need something underneath need something in the slot that's baker mayfield's guy this week standing on that putting the flag on it Same in my territory chris godwin will have a better day than mike evans in week three next two i want to talk about though is terry and dotson according to the expert rankings i have these guys about four and five spots higher than where the majority of people do look i think washington all around we truly need to accept this was a, an extremely underrated offense entering the offseason. I don't want to be late to the show twice. I wasn't drafting Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Brian Robinson crazy while they were on my radar. They weren't number one buyers or sellers for me. I'm trying to give them the credit as much as I can to make up for it. I don't care that they're playing Buffalo. Washington's a serious team. Could Buffalo come out and win? Of course. I think they will win. That doesn't mean Washington can't compete and put up numbers themselves. Terry came back in week two, seemed perfectly fine, seemed perfectly healthy. He put up over 50 yards. He put up a deep ball tutty. Jahan Dotson, kind of a quiet start, admittingly, but it's Washington offense. They're going to click and fire on all cylinders. It's just a matter of when, not if. And I think week three, we could see it happen. After that, I do want to talk about one guy that's not, that's kind of floating in and out of my top 30 because I don't have the status on him. Christian Watson. Look, if he plays, he practiced Wednesday, he didn't practice Thursday. I, I don't know, okay? If he plays, he's a top 25 wide receiver for me. If he doesn't, he's a zero wide receiver for me. You get how the math works there. And the final wide receivers I do want to talk about is Nico Collins and Jordan Addison. The these guys deserve some love. Gut deserves some love. Jordan Addison has been his guy all offseason, all season, even though it's been two weeks. Gut, he deserves credit for that one. Collins up first, though. He's ahead of them. This is kind of what I was saying earlier about Houston. They can move the ball. Like, look, they're not executing to the nth degree of which we would like to see a competent team do. I mean, they got some bad news about their star corner and Derek Stingley. It's a mess all around. The offensive line is trash, but this team isn't complete dog shit is my point. Nico Collins, the dude put up around 150 yards last week, and he's deserved credit at this point. He's getting the targets, he's getting the volume, he's getting the catches. Noel Brown went out, that opened up a role for Tank Dell, that opens up a bigger role for Nico Collins. I've been sleeping on him, that's on me, I'm not going to do it again. He's a top 35 wide receiver this week and worth the flex play. And then Jordan Addison, here's what I'll say about Jordan. I do not think his big play touchdown is a sustainable game plan where you could just hope that happens every week and it works out. I do think it could happen for one more week. Against the LA Charge, high scoring game, 
game. Not much defense is going to be played. You notice how I'm saying the same things? Very high on any Chargers or Vikings players. Going to be a lot of points in this game. And Jordan Addison has got that speed. He's got the skills to get one more deep ball on another team that was just sleeping on him for a singular play. All of a sudden, he might only have three receptions on the day. But if he's got 65 yards and a TD to pair up with it, that was worthy of a start. And if you got a spot for a wide receiver three for a flex and you're looking at him on your bench, I would heavily consider it. And to be honest, by the time his touchdown luck dies out, that'll be the time he probably takes over the extra volume that KJ Osborne has been getting. So Addison to like the rest of the season, and I do like him week three. We have both mine and guts approval. Let's see if he could keep on cooking. Those are your running backs. Those are your wide receivers. Let me know if you got any questions. Again, if you need the updated rankings because someone got hurt, someone's playing and we didn't think they'd play, someone's not playing and we thought they were going to play, dge.co, subscribe there, get your updated rankings to the moment, to the minute, to the second, and you'll have no more questions. And it goes past these top 30. It goes to QBs. It goes to tight ends. It goes to top 50, top 60, top 80. Check it out. Don't miss out. Leave a like, leave a comment, leave a subscription. Dinosaur, one last rating. I don't even think you can see that because of the green background. His name is Doug the Dino. Shout out to Nick for the dinosaur. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.